Sangadevi ordained me. I remember the Kuti vividly. We'd had a talk sometime before the private ordinations. We'd gone for a little walk, and she asked me, what did I think? She had two names. One was a bit complicated, and one was quite simple. She was thinking about my children, and would it be important to them what my name was? And I said, no, they're going to call me mom. <laughs> I've told that story many times. Maybe Sanka Devi remembers it differently, but that's what how I remember it. And in the end, she chose the easy name, Amala. It means pure or stainless, and it is connected to the Heart Sutra. It's in the Heart Sutra. Amala, Vimala, Anuna, Aparipurana. So some people know it there. Thus connected to Pranyaparamita, who's my yidam. When I received the name, when she told me my name, I felt a kind of almost as though there, something had touched me in my chest and as though I had moved backwards slightly. I've always liked my name. You know, really appreciative of Sangadevi for kind of knowing that. The very first way that it threaded in was that I set about learning the Heart Sutra in Sanskrit on that retreat, in fact. I just repeated it over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm sure people could hear me through the cloisters. I have to repeat things a lot to remember them. Because I wanted to have that sutra that I knew so well and had lived with and practiced with and contemplated a great deal over 20 years. I wanted it to have it in Sanskrit. And then taking on the figure of Pranyaparamita as my yidam, that was lovely as well, because I hadn't really known that much about the figure of Pranyaparamita, although I had this background of studying the Pranyaparamita as the texts, all the way back to university. Yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful, everything golden and amber. But I, have, I think it took me a really long time to figure out how to do a visualization sadhana and how to marry that with the felt sense that I had of these truths. It took a really long time for those to come together for me. And in some phases, I kind of left off doing the visualization practice because it felt like pasting on an image onto something that's very alive for me, in a felt sense, intuitively, sense of emptiness, and yeah, and then doing reflection practice on the skandhas, and things that are part of the long-form sadhana, that yeah, I didn't always want to merge those with the visual. I'm one of those people who doesn't visualize terribly clearly with my eyes closed. So I can have a presence of Paramita without any particular visual cues at all. Even now, sometimes I feel like, oh, that's a bit crude, that's a bit cumbersome to try to bring in those visual resonances. Uh, and other times I'm delighted and I just want to play with those and enjoy them. <laughs> 